Hey everyone, Guy Redshirt here. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook for more mayhem from Portalville. If your audio device is picking up our interdimensional broadcast, then beware, as you may be the next one to wake up in Portalville. Salutations, and well, usually a happy new year. Greetings from Portalville. Warning to sensitive ears, we're about to have an explicitly graphic episode, so kitties, go back to bed and let the grown-ups solve a murder. I'm here this evening with Detective Jack Redshirt, who is apparently residing, without my permission, at my studio. There are junk food wrappers, beer cans strewn about, a moving picture contraption, and other items cluttering my floor. Oh yeah, I stole, uh, I mean borrowed that TV and VCR from the cruise ship. Binging scary movies puts me in detective mood. (sighs) He has seemingly also set up an an elaborate presentation on my once freshly painted scratch-free wall. It is a, dare I say, ridiculous, messy amalgamation of strings, photos, drawings, and ramblings of which I'm sure he will explain. All in due time. Um, I don't think you need a dramatic beat there, my friend. First things first, news around the island. We haven't done this in several episodes. Let's get back to it. Tensions around Portalville have reached biblical levels as religious groups continue to clash with visitors from the 1980s. And things are about to go full revelations. Huh? Eh? Ms. Olga Onri, a spokesperson for the Angry Sisterhood of Spiritually Enlightened Souls, or ASSES, has released a statement. These interlopers from the 1980s have brought nothing but wickedness and the vileness to our beloved Portalville. Ever since their cruise ship mysteriously arrived, we've had a string of murders, loud parties, and our husbands have been seduced by bikini-clad ladies of the night. Not to mention, these troublemakers worship unnatural technologies, including soul-trapping moving picture boxes, loud satanic glam rock, and side ponytails perpetrated by the devil himself. We say send them back! Force these demons to head back into the sea from whence they came, or all of Portalville may perish under the judgment of our Lord. Okay. Well, I'm sure that whole side of the story will end well. In other news, the always clever Magistrate Renault has appointed what he's deemed the Super Werewolf Squad to secure the streets of downtown Portalville. It is still his belief that the assailant behind the recent murders is a lichen, even when presented with proof to the contrary by myself and Detective Jack. Here's his excuse, or, I mean, official statement on the matter. <laughs> The hell the women know? I had no clue what that crazy August Potts was even saying. Something something about serial killer or some shit. I don't care about fucking breakfast, y'all. I'm a man of action. 
I had this cool dream which inspired my egregious use of the entire Porterville fiscal budget to fully armor a battalion complete with expensive ass silver swords, silver lined plate armor, and cool silky red capes with my R logo on it. Rest assured people, my barely trained troop of paranoid assassins are looking for this goddamn fucking werewolf. We'll get the bastard, even if it means kicking down doors without permission and wrongfully accusing overly hairy men of being secret undercover werewolves. I've given the super werewolf squad permission for witch hunting on a grand scale to keep me, uh, I, I mean you, all safe from being killed. End quote. Oh, dear God. Why have you forsaken me in this shithole dimension of idiots? <clears throat> this just in. I have a breaking traffic update for steam vehicle commuters. The Portalville Traffic Commission is recommending using an alternate route other than County Road 666, as apparently the entire road has, quote, phased out of our reality. Okay, yeah. Although it is wintertime, please ignore your urge to frolic in the white flakes falling from the sky. Tis not a wonderfully angelic dusting of snow, but, in fact, ashes from the crematorium on Calfa Street. A malfunction has caused the furnace to back up and spew the ashes of corpses high into the sky. So before you let your little munchkins make snow angels, take a step back and take a moment to decide if it's worth it. And it's worth exactly five portal coins. I'll pay handsomely for photos of that shit. <clears throat> um, and that's all for news. On to other pressing matters. Okay, Jack, I want to chat about your arts and crafts project here, currently ruining the cleverly planned feng shui of my apartment. You mean my typical 1980s mystery-solving crime board? <laughs> A what? In Detective College, we had Crime Board Mastery 101. And as you can see by all the intricate strings crisscrossing around the board like a spider web, I'm obviously a master. So, let me get this straight. In Detective College, you made detective collages. <coughs> what we have here is an intricate map of the psychopath's brain. A deep dive into the psyche. A messy collage, yes. Looks like someone gave craft supplies to a preschool class. The life of Jack the Ripper is what I was going to say. Also, a shameless cliché history lesson for the listeners out there. Okay, so let's hear it. Who is this disgusting scoundrel? It all started on a dark, rainy night in London, 1888. Um, where's that music coming from? Happens to me all the time, just go with it. The body of Mary Ann Nichols was discovered in Whitechapel, her throat severed by two deep cuts. The tissue slashed down to the vertebrae. Several other violent wounds were found on poor Mary's body, leaving her bowels protruding. God in heaven. A week later, the body of Annie Chapman was found, also ripped to pieces by the murderer. Same M.O. Throat lacerated twice. Abdomen open. Stomach and intestines removed, among other things. Those ladies were massacred. This is horrific. Then, the Ripper, as the newspapers called him, struck twice almost three weeks later. This is known as the double event to Ripper experts. Okay, look, look here. Elizabeth Stride's body was found in the morning first, in the Whitechapel area as well. But this one was peculiar, as she had no other mutilations aside from her throat being sliced like Mary and Annie. So, maybe the Ripper was interrupted and had to flee the scene? 
Exactly. That's what authorities at the time thought, and even scholars now don't really know what to make of it. Now, follow my string to the next victim Catherine Eddowes found the same day. She was mutilated like the first two victims, intestines removed along with part of her uterus and more violent slashes all over her body. Am I to think that perhaps the Ripper was interrupted during Stride's murder and went and found another victim the same day to complete his ritual? Mm-hmm. This man, or monster rather, will give into and complete his demonic urges at all costs. And apparently, for some reason, he has no fear of getting caught. Okay, so what's this here? Okay, now, now that is bizarre. While investigating the Edo's murder, police found a section of her bloody apron down the street. Above the piece of apron was a message written in chalk. The Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. To this day, experts still don't know if this graffiti was already there and nothing to do with the murder, or if Jack the Ripper himself wrote this. Either way, at that time in London, there was religious turmoil boiling over, much like you just said was happening here in Portalville. That is rather a disturbing detail. I'm not sure what it means. Coincidence? Hmm. Tell me about this one here. Your pretty label says she was the Ripper's final victim. He only killed five women? Uh, correct. Well, maybe. So, why did one of the notes he left for us say, Eleven must go? I have no idea, August, but his last victim was Mary Jane Kelly. Her body was discovered on the bed of the single-room apartment where she lived. And now, now this is hard to look at, I'm sorry. This was a true, bloody, horrific massacre. The Ripper, uh, he utterly destroyed this woman. The tabloids said Kelly's face was described as hacked beyond all recognition. Her throat was severed down to her spine, her abdomen all but emptied of organs, uterus, kidneys, and one breast removed. There was viscera placed at her feet, and sections of her abdomen and thighs were placed on her bedside table. Her heart was missing from the scene and was never found. Police at the scene found ashes within the fireplace, suggesting the Ripper had kept a blazing fire to illuminate the room. By Jove, he took his time? I can't look at this anymore. I can see why you were so frightened of this psychopath running amok here in the city. I'm sorry, August. Now you know exactly what we're dealing with. An absolute maniac. There's definitely something bizarre. As of yet unexplained parallels between the Whitechapel murders and the ones here in Portalville. <gasps> Wait, and what were the names of the Ripper's victims? Uh, Mary Ann Nichols, Annie Chapman. So, the last names are the same as the ones from Portalville? Beth Nichols, Annabelle Chapman. Right. Now, while we don't know exactly how the Ripper got here, or if this is a copycat, we know his next victim will probably have the last name of one from London. What last names are left? Uh, looks like Stride and Eddowes. Just a hunch, but I think we need to find Portalville residents with those same last names and warn them. <laughs> ah! Holy shit, what the hell? Looks like someone threw a package through the studio window. Ah, damn it. Now there's glass all over where I was sleeping. 
Uh, it's a VHS tape tied to a brick? A VH what? Um, okay, using your 1800s language, a portable motion picture viewing uh, rectangle? Here, I'm gonna push play. Jack, it's the guy in the crow mask. Hello, boss. He's talking to me. My reputation must have preceded me. Obviously a sign of respect for- Or shall I say, Miss Potts? <laughs> the fuck? I see you've decided to play my game. You're a bricky one, I'll give you that. But tis a quality that may land your head in my collection. What the hell? What game? Mm, I love this wondrous device you all worship. What do you call it? Television? I think I'll rename it soon. Murder vision rings rather nicely. <laughs> and oh, do I have such a grand vision to share with you. One splattered with the gore and entrails of more little lambs led astray. Did you like the first three I butchered? <laughs> I must admit, I even gave one a little taste. <laughs> By the way, I very much enjoyed watching through your windows as Mr. Redshirt mapped my life story all night long with his pretty little arts and crafts projects. Ha! See? Dude, that freak was spying on me? Sadly, you only know part of me story. You think you know so much, but you really know nothing. I remember living in such a gray, smoggy, dark place of rats and muck shadows. But now I'm here, born again, and what a wonderful, colorful world I'm in now. Filled with neon and loud electric music. A product of two worlds. What the hell does that mean? Oh, if you follow the clues with haste, mayhaps you'll find me next victim before I take a liver. Or maybe something even tastier. <laughs> oh, this should be great fun, Miss Potts. An exciting challenge for you and your new bumbling assistant. Assistant? I hope you like the new me. No longer am I just Ripper. I'm something new, neon, and exciting. I have a brand new shiny purpose. The voice has bid me so. I am the Reaver of Souls. Portalville's darkest hour. The Harbinger of Doom. <laughs> Catch me when you can, love. <laughs> August, we don't have much time. Apologies. I'm not in the mood for my usual sign-off catchphrase. Jack Redshirt here, stay tuned. We'll return soon enough with more interdimensional mayhem.